You're tuned into tomorrow. Right here on the Advanced Media Network. When you're a new podcaster, you may need a little help setting everything up. Like us at Into Tomorrow, you may want a company who's there when you need them who actually picks up the phone when you call. Well, that's Blueberry Podcasting. Call 1-877-729-8642 or go to Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com. Welcome Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. For the weekend of Friday, February 25th, 2022, this is our three of our weekly three-hour broadcast during our 27th year on the air. And I am Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. And we hope to always be entertaining and certainly informative for you. And, of course, always free as we bring you into tomorrow on radio, the original social media, if you will. That's how I like to think of it. Mm -hmm. Don't forget to back up your important data. Check your spam filters frequently. Lots of stuff these days ending up in spam that people are saying, I I had no idea it was there. No wonder I, I couldn't find that email. Well, be sure and check periodically. No big deal if all the spam that's in your spam filter is spam. Good. Just hit delete. But if not, get it out of there. (laughs) Especially anything that might be coming from Graveline.com, like our weekly tech newsletter, or an announcement that you participated on the program, therefore click this link and fill out the form and get prizes. Because there's that as well. Yeah. Lots of opportunity. We've got Alan standing by in Mississippi. And a whole bunch of other folks this hour that are asking questions or helping other listeners or making comments. And we'll get to them after we share some more tech news and commentary with you. As tensions continue to rise in Ukraine and Russia, U.S. intelligence officials are on the watch for manipulated video and audio that could result in multiple cases of misinformation. I don't know why that seems to be the thing that we're always fighting against these days. Everything's misinformation. The FBI continues to wage a campaign against illegal deepfakes as the technology continues to improve. The FBI's Cyber Division Unit Chief said that audio, video, text, and images are created to show something that didn't necessarily happen or never occurred. Now, if you ask me, I truly believe that not all future wars will be fought on the battlefield. Um, I think we're going to see start seeing a lot more cyber wars that you know will target things like a country's infrastructure. Yeah, I, I, that honestly worries me. Whether it's from China or Russia or any other Iran, any of these other places that do a lot of cyber attacks, our electric grid. That's the other reason I'm looking more into uh, solar for my own house <laughs> lately. Water, you know, water supplies. Of I mean, course, people don't 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 know. Think about the the amount of security that has to go into even protecting you know your local water supply. Yep, because I mean the kind of chemicals they use in your water supply that are good for you in the right dose, if you will, in the right quantity, can also do great harm. If you get too much. So if somebody can hack into your water system computer and say, you know, put 100 parts per million instead of two of, I don't know, chlorine or whatever else that they might be using, that's not a good thing. Mm-hmm. So I I tend to agree with you. A lot of cyber attacks in future wars 
um, are more of a problem than actual tanks and guns and bang, bang, bang. You know. So if you're, you know, if you're in high school, you're listening to this, and you're still trying to figure out what you want to do in the future, look into a job in cybersecurity. Because yes. I really think that that <laughs> field is going to pick up majorly in the next, you know, couple of years. Yep. Or the space force. Yeah. Look into that. Just not the one that's on Netflix. Yeah, season two, I think, <laughs> just started on Netflix. Talk about goofy. It's a good laugh, but oh, yeah. it just makes me thank, you know, thankful that the, the real Space Force isn't run like that. I oh, hope. I hope. <laughs> right. I hope either. So Amazon and Visa have been fighting over the fees that Visa charges them when customers buy things on Amazon. Well, they said that they've finally resolved their differences over what they call swipe fees and concluded a global agreement on what the payment card provider charges for handling Amazon purchases. They didn't tell us, but Amazon said it will stop assessing a special charge for using its Singapore and Australia sites and won't bar Visa cards from its UK site anymore. Hmm. I mean, what a bizarre scenario. Because Amazon said, well, yeah, fine, you can use your Visa card, but we're going to charge you for it. It's like, well, that's not fair. I don't think they could do that in the U.S. Probably not. There's some usury laws or something in there. But they had been, apparently, Singapore, Australia, and U.K. Well, now Visa and Amazon kissed and made up. Oh, how sweet. Ericsson's chief executive officer has told a Swedish newspaper that the company may have made payments to the Islamic State, or ISIS, terrorist organization for its operations in Iraq. Wait, they may have? May have. Uh, According to Bloomberg, the CEO said the telecom giant has identified, quote, unusual expenses dating back to 2018. While the final recipient of those payments has yet to be identified, he has admitted that they're seeing records of purchased transport routes, quote, through areas that have been controlled by terrorist organizations, including ISIS. Great. (laughs) And this is which company? Ericsson. Oh, wonderful. (laughs) Oh, my God. So the investigation continues. Yes. We'll see. Stay on that. Were you for us? I mean, you get because we got to report back on what they found out, because I'm sure they're not going to want to volunteer it easily. Yeah. Wow. Five weeks after a volcanic eruption and subsequent tsunami knocked out Internet access on the archipelago Tonga uh, is once again uh, connected to the web. Digicel, one of the country's uh, two main ISPs, said that it had restored data connectivity after a submarine completed repairs on the 514-mile fiber optic cable that connects the South Pacific nation to Fiji and the rest of the world. I wondered why I hadn't heard from my old great aunt in Tonga. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) It took the underwater craft 20 days to replace a 57-mile second of the cable that had suffered multiple breaks. However, not all of Tonga has internet access yet. The domestic cable that connects the main island to its outlying neighbors suffered damage during the tsunami as well. Tonga Cable CEO told Reuters that it could take six to nine months to complete the necessary repairs with a cable shortage delaying the work. Of course. Of course. (laughs) Well, now, here's a thought. Why doesn't Elon Musk direct some of his Starlink satellites and provide some key sites, at least, for some Internet access for those poor folks. I mean, not for everybody's home, but city halls and and police stations, fire stations, that sort of thing, and say, go by there, and there you go. There's some Wi-Fi. You're not totally dead in the water, so to speak. Of course, you know, my first thought with this was, you know, my God, what would I do five weeks without Internet? And then I started thinking... What could I do with five weeks with no Internet? (laughs) (laughs) Well, there is that and something to look forward to, maybe. It's like a forced vacation. 
And I don't even know how to spell vacation. It's been so many years. Well, and that's but. why I've always told people that cruises are my favorite vacation because it's it's so expensive to access the internet on these cruise ships and you have your cell phones to work. It's a forced disconnect, and I love it. Yeah, and I love those you know seven or eight days of just no technology connection. I would love to do that. So if you don't hear us on the air for one week, no, <laughs> it'll be a best of. But maybe that would be a good reason escape. I love cruises. The only problem is, for some goofy reason these days, uh, a lot of people come back sick. Yeah. <laughs> so let's hope we resolve that issue, too. Because I'd love to take it. My favorite one ever was the Alaskan cruise, which I think we could only have done, and we did, in June, July, or August. And that's it. Because otherwise, it's too cold to, to cruise. Well, it was cold there in June. Yeah, it was very cold. <laughs> At least for us Miami boys. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but we had to fly to Seattle, and then we took a cruise ship from Seattle up the western coast of Canada to Alaska. So cool. I want to do that again. That was just so neat. And we left your mom there. We did. We did. Well, we spread her ashes. Uh, something yeah. she always wanted to do was go see uh, glaciers after an Alaskan cruise. And we did it. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, she wasn't around to see it except from heaven. But we did leave mom there and scattered her ashes on a glacier. But still, in including that, it was just still an amazing trip. You know, seeing the, the, the marine life and all kinds of neat stuff and the, and the various glaciers and iceberg dead ahead and stuff like that. But it was a big ship. Yeah. And we were safe. Yeah, but, you know, that was like, you know, 10, 11 years ago, and I've been dying to go back to Alaska since. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and this time we've got to visit our two affiliates in Alaska. Yeah. That are hearing this very broadcast. Yeah, in uh, Anchorage and Fairbanks. And- yep. So and one of one of them actually repeats their signal up to North Pole, Alaska. Yes, which is like the, the furthest north point. We need to hear from more of our Alaska audience, and if you have any connections with a cruise ship company, especially, <laughs> let us hear you, or a nice place to stay. Well, of course, the problem with that is you stay on the cruise ship, and you can't be off the ship long enough. It's not like you can cruise up there and then say, "Okay, see you in a week. We're going to stay with friends." It doesn't work that way. The only way you could do that is to fly there. And stay with friends. Yeah. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> For us Miami boys. Well, GM has told its customers that it's shutting down the Marketplace app, which allowed drivers to pay for goods and services through the infotainment system. The app, which arrived in 2017, let them buy things like gas and coffee and make hotel and restaurant reservations via the dashboard. The company will wind down Marketplace starting in March. The automaker brought the app to millions of its vehicles in the U.S., but it seems that drivers didn't really take to it. According to CNBC, an engineer said that the feature that when, after the feature launched, the active user rates were, quote, in the thousands. Oh, that's not good. And this was after being launched to millions of vehicles. Yes, and they would expect that millions would continue to use it. Yeah. And that's odd, though. I wonder why most people just said, eh. Probably because it never worked, like you're, uh, you know, in your car of having Alexa pay for gas. Now, see, if anybody knows how to fix that, maybe I should call and ask Dave. Maybe. Hit that Ask Dave button. I have been trying to get the Alexa built into my Acura MDX to pull up to, it's got to be mobile or Exxon, because they're the only ones that are doing it. And you can say, Alexa, pay for gas. And she's always replying with, you know, check your Alexa app, because I don't know where you are, basically. And it's like, well, dummy, I'm right here. I've done it with the phone, you know, turning off the car altogether so Alexa's not picking up there and doing it on my phone. And it says, oh, I see you are at such and such mobile station. What pump number? And I went, oh, my God, it works. And I entered the pump number and it still didn't work. 
So I can't get it to work on my phone, but I really want it to work from my car. And I would do that. I think that's very clear because it's contactless and it charges to whatever charge card you have associated with your Alexa account. And to me, that's terrific. You know, most of the time when I use Alexa in the car, it's just to do an occasional reminder or I think of something else I want to add to my shopping list. You know, like, oh, I'm out of milk. Alexa, remind me to get a gallon of milk or something. That's why I took the Echo Auto out of my car that I had because I was never using it. (laughs) And you gave it to me and I used in my old MDX, but now my new MDX has it built in. Honestly, the only time I really used it is if I would get home because I have my porch light set to turn off at midnight. If I would get home after midnight, I'm pulling in my driveway and I could say, Alexa, turn on the porch light before I get out of the car. (laughs) And that was the only time you used it? That's really the only thing I used it for. Oh, that's sad. (laughs) That's very sad. So anyway, somebody, please, because, of course, you can't contact anybody at Amazon or anybody at Acura to say, fix this. It's, I mean, it tells me, you know, you need to have your location services turned on. Well, they are. You know, I do the Alexa app in the car, and I lo- location, on. Okay, why are you not getting it? I mean, it even says, you know, what city are you in? Miami. Okay, what address? Oh, for crying out loud, forget it. I'll just whip out my credit card and go to the bump. So it's really frustrating because I want to use it. But to to what you were talking about with this marketplace, that same thing with the Acura concierge. I never used that, and I certainly wasn't going to pay $260 a year to have something like that that I'd never use. And that was a similar thing. You could arrange for reservations. You could book airlines, book a hotel. You could do all these kinds. I never use that either. But don't you still have to pay a subscription so you can remote start your car? Yes, which is so (laughs) stupid. Um, (laughs) Thank you, Acura. You know, I spent $66,000 on this vehicle, and they still want to nickel and dime me. They gave you six months for free, didn't they? Yeah. (laughs) But that six months went fast. And that's what they count on. That's how they rope people in to spend that money, because you get used to using it for six months, Yeah, and you don't want to do without. And I do like the AcuraLink. It takes forever to connect, though, and feedback that we've started your car. Really? I'm in it by now. Thanks. I could have hit the button myself. But they've got to tweak a few things. And, of course, you can't reach anybody of any value that will say, oh, we like your suggestions, and sure, we'll do an over-the-air update for this and this and this, but we can't do that for this reason or... Because Nobody once, cares. Just once your check cleared, they cut off all communication. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> Don't want to hear from Graveline. He's just a pain in the butt making suggestions to use technology. What's the matter with him? What is the matter with me? Uh, we've, been, we've been asking ourselves that question for a long time. <laughs> but along those lines, if I may, you talked about General Motors Marketplace. Well, General Motors plans to compete with sites like Carvana and CarMax for their take on direct-to-consumer auto sales. That's got to make dealers really happy. They plan to launch their own online marketplace, not called Marketplace because they're canceling that one, called Car Bravo. Oh, what a stupid name. In the next month or so, the GM platform will offer inventory from the company's central stock, oh, and some dealer inventory, as well as non-GM vehicles. So you don't want to deal with a dealer, and who does? Nobody in their right mind. Uh, then you can use General Motors Car Bravo. You know, speaking of CarMax, some, you know, something interesting I learned recently when doing research for upcoming uh, This Week in Tech Histories. I bet you don't know what company it was that actually started CarMax. Oh. I always thought it was their own company. but it It's was, not their own company? Well, it is now. Oh. But it wasn't when, it, when they first uh, okay. were born. Were they 
car related? Nope. No, so another one of these. The Samsung started selling fish. Right. It, well, it, it, it was kind of story. It was started by a company that isn't even around anymore. Well, that, that <laughs> doesn't tell me much. But they were started by Circuit City. No, I, swear, I kid you not. Circuit City started <laughs> they, 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 Carmax. They had they had hired, and a, they're not uh, around anymore. Right? They had hired a, a consultant because they were trying to diversify and find other you know avenues of income other than just consumer electronics. And they they stumbled upon car sale, used car sales, so they started Carmax. Wow! And then it, and then it spun off to its own company. <laughs> As Circuit City died. Yeah. That's, holy cow! Well, there's a little bonus tech history, history, yeah. history, history, right there for you. Pretty cool. Alan in Ackerman, Mississippi, listens on Super Talk 100.9 FM. Hey, Alan. How do I get my ISP to keep me from being hacked on a slow speed of less than two megabits per second download internet that they provide from their local telephone company? And is there any way of speeding up an internet signal when you have such a slow one? as the two megabits per second download and less than one megabits per second upload speed that my ISP company provides me, they force me to use their modem. They will not let no one bring one of their modems to their service. Wow. Is there any way to speed it up? Feed the hamster more, and it'll run faster on the wheel. Alan, unfortunately, there's nothing you can do other than hopefully switch ISPs or a different plan, maybe. They control the speed on their end. And realistically, if they're providing you with such slow connections, that's terrible. It's likely that the infrastructure is just not there to provide you with a faster connection. These days, no one, no one at all that we can think of offers two megabits per second options unless it's the only possible choice in your area. Now, if you get strong cell phone signal where you live, you can look into the LTE home internet offerings from T-Mobile and Verizon. They both also got 5G uh, connections these days in some areas. Unfortunately, not mine yet. Yeah, you've been waiting, but they (laughs) don't. Uh, They're both offering home internet service at high speeds for relatively affordable prices. Think around 50 or 60 bucks. Now, if that's not an option for you and there are no other ISPs in the area, your only option likely will be satellite. Um, Now, if you do want to explore your satellite options, we highly recommend HughesNet. We use them here at our studios, and while upload speeds aren't the best, and that's just a limitation of all satellite connections, we do get pretty solid download speeds of 25 megabits per second. Uh, You can text the word radio to 35000, and they'll send you a link where you can find more information out about it. Intotomorrow.com for more. Let's meet there. Nothing is more important than protecting your family and property. That's why you should make a free call right now to Vivint, the number one smart home services provider in the U.S. Vivint will make your home safer and more secure with a state-of-the-art system that's so simple to use. Vivint smart home specialists provide award-winning monitoring of your system 24-7, 365 to respond to any emergency, even when you can't. And with the 4.5-star rated Vivint smart home mobile app, control your entire house from anywhere. Locks, cameras, security system, all at your fingertips on your mobile device. Call Vivint now and get a free quote, professional installation, and full smart home service for as little as $2 per day. Equipment purchase or service agreement required. Conditions apply. Call now. A smart home is a safer home. So protect your family and your property, home or business, with a Vivint smart home system. Call 800-689-3005. 800-689-3005. That's 800-689-3005. 800-689-3005. Thank you. 
into tomorrow for the weekend of Friday, February 25th, 2022. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. Don't forget, you can hear Into Tomorrow 24-7 Woo-hoo! on our website and on our free Into Tomorrow app. We stream the last several weeks of Into Tomorrow nonstop with the help of our friends at streamguys.com. It's time for our Eat History Feature. IFA is one of the largest and oldest tech shows in the world. With this week's look back at IFA's historic past. Here's Chris Graveline. IFA, IFA history, IFA. To bring color to the TV, new technologies had to be invented. Crayons. No. Oh. The German Werner Fleischig got a first patent for a striped mask in 1938, separating red, green, and blue with filters. That's a nice donut. This was the basis for color tubes, but it came too early. Nine years later, in 1947, after World War II, RCA developed a first prototype with such a shadow mask. The screen was no bigger than a postcard. In 1954, finally the market started in the United States with a round tube around 22 inches. BBC in the UK and Russian television began trials with color television. IFA was, of course, the showcase for these innovations as well. That's this week's IFA update brought to you by Messe Berlin. Be sure to visit ifa-berlin.com. Of course, and we will visit them in person as we broadcast our 18th year from IFA in Berlin in September. Stay tuned. take a lot of medicine or take care of someone that does hero is the new smart device that makes life easier by pre-sorting a 90-day supply of up to 10 different pills just pour them in and hero does the rest so easy to use and saves me so much time i never miss a dose i'm never late for a dose anymore and that is so critical to me what i like best about my hero is that it's so easy to set up and it's so easy to use and i don't have to worry about my pills or get distracted and forget did i take that pill or not because it reminds me it alerts and dispenses with the push of a button plus hero sends a friendly alert to you and a caregiver hero is amazing but you could even live out of state with the person and still program their hero from the convenience of your phone i feel better than i have ever felt simply because i have this device try hero risk-free for 30 days if you don't love it you don't keep it. Call 800-613-2715. That's 800-613-2715. 800-613-2715. Call now. Welcome back into Tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. Now our 27th year bringing you the latest in cool consumer tech products and services, gadgets, gizmos, all sorts of things available today and into tomorrow. We want you to be heard on the show. In fact, you make the broadcast. Your participation is what Into Tomorrow is all about. So if you've got any questions, comments, concerns, maybe something you hear on the show you want more info over, uh, or you want to just help another listener with your input, we love those calls as well. Don't hesitate to join us anytime, 24-7, at your convenience, 800-899-INTO, 800-899-4686, or, of course, use the Into Tomorrow free app and mash that button that says Message to Studio. 
Automation technology has become a powerful tool to help businesses in any industry run more efficiently and find new opportunities for value. Technology experts from Accenture have written a how-to guide for implementing and maintaining a successful, intelligent automation strategy. We're delighted to have with us now the Senior Managing Director and global lead for automation with Accenture. He's also, by the way, the co-author of The Automation Advantage, which is uh, gives you an opportunity to seize the competitive edge through human-centric AI. Rajendra Prasad, or RP. RP, welcome into tomorrow. How are you, sir? I'm very good, Dave. Thank you very much for having me on the show. It's pleasure talking to you. It's a pleasure to have you with us. First of all, what is intelligent automation? We, we hear a whole lot about artificial intelligence and, and just AI and machine learning, and there's more and more of that going on these days. But intelligent automation sounds like even more of a challenge. Intelligent automation is simply put the new era of automation, which helps machines to perform the tasks that formerly reserved for humans, like complex tasks like analyzing the data, data, making decisions, and learning from the data very fast and very at high speed. And very simply put, automation, when it is done along with insights from the data and applying artificial intelligence, then it is called intelligent automation, which helps to make decisions and drive speed to market at an enormous speed. Wow. So then that's how, I guess, companies can benefit from this intelligent automation. Instead of AI, it's IA. <laughs> Absolutely. So how is it, though, that companies can get involved and say, all right, fine, uh, get me some of that intelligent automation. Let's, how, do we, how do we get that working? Today, companies around the world are using automation to digitally transform and free their people from repetitive and tedious work so that they can focus more important, valuable things, you know, like creativity and critical thinking. In fact, automation is helping companies to, and people within the companies to do their jobs better than ever before. And more and more companies are turning to automation to enhance their operations and performance by reinventing business processes, jump-starting innovation, and enhancing customer experience. So people don't have to look at intelligent automation as perhaps replacing them or replacing employees necessarily, but really kind of implementing and assisting them, yes? Absolutely. In fact, you know, like as I said, uh, when we get automation implemented into the organizations, it helps the most valuable aspect of human expertise and human capacity so that, you know, when missions perform the repetitive tasks, human can perform more valuable and strategic actions within the organizations. I call it as a human plus missions combination, whereas automation, when augmented with human, can drive this more efficiently and then result into excellence in the digital transformation. Uh, And, of course, we all hopefully strive for excellence, but it seems to me that perhaps building this intelligent automation into your business uh, can seem quite a challenge. So how do folks start? Where does a business actually begin to do such a thing? 
I want to quote one very, very important quote here, which says, if you have a map in your hand, if you don't know where you are on the map, a map won't help. It applies to the organizations and enterprises and companies as well. So when you start automation journey, it is a map. You need to find out where, where you are on the automation map, and that's called point A. And from point A to point B journey to establish. How do you do this, right? We have talked about this in our book. We call it the automation opportunity assessment. It is a very simple technique that you perform within the organization in a very structured way to identify where you are on the journey map. I like the yeah, I like the uh, the map uh, analogy. It, it makes perfect sense. It's a good point. You don't you don't know where you are. How are you going to start? So. Yeah, absolutely. Now, let's talk a little bit about your book uh, as well that you're co-author of, uh, RP, because the automation advantage helps us to embrace the future of productivity. I like that. And improve speed, quality, and customer experience through AI. There's that AI term again, uh, even though we're also turning it uh, backwards into intelligent automation or IA. Uh, So tell me about the book. What can readers expect to find We wrote the automation advantage to help any business leader better understand how to implement automation technologies across their company. The book reveals how automation go beyond optimizing processes and by using AI and transform almost any business within the organization. It's a practical guide and the practitioners can use within the the book also talks about proven examples and solutions and you know the it's a combination of all of this within the book it certainly gives folks the opportunity to seize the competitive edge and i think any business every business needs to learn how to do that and improve upon that and if you can do it through human centric ai then you're certainly in 2022 and beyond Absolutely. Human-centric AI is very important because it's human-augmented, human-plus-machine approach that we talk about within our book to you know, help enterprises and companies drive automation at speed. Well, the book certainly will help businesses do several things. So if you're a business leader, by all means, you want to check out the Automation Advantage by RP and two others, uh, certainly co-authored with three folks that have some great experience with Accenture and the ability to manage global leads for automation. That's very cool. Uh, We thank you, RP, for spending a few minutes with us. Uh, Fascinating, and uh, I absolutely recommend the Automation Advantage as a great read for anyone who is really appropriately wanting to improve their business. Thank you very much. And don't forget visiting Accenture.com slash Automation Advantage. There you go. That's where we want to visit, Accenture.com slash Automation Advantage. We'll get you there as well when you visit us at IntoTomorrow.com. I'm Dave Graveline. Much more to come. Stay tuned right here on the Advanced Media Network. This Into Tomorrow podcast is hosted by our partner, Blueberry Podcasting. We couldn't be happier with their service. Get 30 days of podcast hosting free by simply visiting their website at Blueberry.com. It's like a blueberry without the ease. So B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com. 
This is the Into Tomorrow weekly broadcast, and we thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by Blueberry Podcasting. If you want to become a podcaster, you'll soon discover the options can be a bit overwhelming. Blueberry makes it easy. Visit B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com. And a reminder that we like to do several times each and every week. Back up your important data and frequently check your spam filters. And along those lines, back in 1971, the first ever computer virus was developed, named Creeper. It was made as an experiment just to see how it spread between computers. The virus simply displayed the message, I'm the Creeper. Catch me if you can. That's creepy. It is creepy. <laughs> but fortunately, it wasn't an actual virus. Right. Well, it sort of was, but it didn't do anything bad to your computer except display that. Well, and that, of course, led to the first antivirus, which I believe was actually called Reaper. Really? Yeah. Because of Creeper? If I remember correctly. That's... <laughs> <laughs> wow. Gail in St. Simmons Island, Georgia. Or is it Simon's? Simon's Island. Yeah, one M. I thought so. One M. Oh, I knew that. <laughs> My eyes are going. I'm old. Gail in St. Simon's Island, Georgia. There we go. We'll just edit that out. Yeah, sure. Right. And then people will say, edit what out? We didn't hear it. No, of course you hear it. It's just Dave messing up, which is normal. Anyway, sends the following email. Says, we have a business that we created a Google page for. The information is 10 years old and has the wrong address, phone number, etc. I'm having trouble correcting it. I've contacted Google and still can't fix it. Well, contacting Google is the first problem. Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised you got a human being. Gail, though, you should be able to change this without any intervention from Google, which is a good thing, because Google has no customer service for free users, as anyone who randomly lost access to their email or YouTube accounts can certainly tell you. Now, to do that, if you use the Google Maps app, log into your Google account, click on the picture on the top right of the screen... And then click on your business account. Now, if you don't, you can log in on a computer, uh, go to a Google search for your business. Uh, you can actually search for the phrase, my business. Really? Uh, yeah. And, okay. it, and it should recognize you as the owner and give you the opportunity to change the information. Now, if you use Google's paid business email, then they may also be able to change it for you. But otherwise, don't expect them to. Yeah. And I wouldn't use Google's paid email either. First of all, why would you use Google's paid email? It always drives me nuts when people who have a domain right? Don't use their own domain for their email, which is, especially in a business standpoint, makes you very legit. If you own a business and you're using an AOL email or Gmail or Yahoo email, come on, get with it. It's 2022. Unless you're hearing this on a really old podcast, and then it was 2022 yeah. at the time. Yeah, because you can register a domain for what, like forty, fifty bucks a year. Oh, much and cheaper. Then even you can get you know basic email ser- you know server somewhere for five bucks a month. Yes, very inexpensive. No reason if you own a domain for your business or your craft business or just yourself. I mean, I own graveline.com, and we use that as our domain, which points to intotomorrow.com, and so you get to us either way, and also we use it for our email. I think for a while we even owned the best tech show in the world.com. We, we, we did, <laughs> but then everybody kept misspelling it because it was way too long. Yeah. We just did it for free, for grins, for shoots and giggles. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we did. Uh-huh. 
Anyway, so Gail, let us know if that works out for you, though. I hope it does, because, yeah, 10-year-old information, ugh, not good. Andy in Atlanta, Georgia, listens on AM 920, The Answer, and we love you for it, calling in using the free Into Tomorrow app. Hey, Andy. What is Google Fi? I keep getting those commercials on my YouTube channel about Google Fi. If you could please explain a little bit better about it. What's what's YouTube? YouTube, yeah. Um, and and sounded like he was driving a truck through a tunnel. Yeah. But he was using the app. There you go. Okay. And, and we do appreciate yeah. that. So, Andy, Google Fi is Google's cell phone service. Originally, it was low cost and relied on always connecting to Wi-Fi and routing calls through Wi-Fi if it was available. So, basically, it was a sort of Google Voice, if you will, with the ability to fall back to cellular if it had no other choice. The old Fi used to sell data packages and offer worldwide data. But over time, the service developed into basically just a regular cell phone carrier. Yeah, these days, unlimited plans cost around 60 to 80 bucks a month, depending on local taxes. The service still offers Internet access in Mexico and Canada, but not in the rest of the world. And it no longer tries to push Wi-Fi at all costs, though it still uses it whenever it can. Uh, there's no huge advantage or differentiator for Google Fi anymore, and it has the big downside of routing all data through Google, which doesn't exactly have a sterling reputation when it comes to privacy and data protection. Yeah. Uh, now, since they don't have their own network, Google Fi can connect to different leased networks, so you'll probably at least get decent service if you get it. Yeah. Andy, I hope that that helped you out. We do have a couple of friends, uh, Fausto and Israel, that are on Google Fi and have been for years, and they say it works very well for them. And once in a while, it doesn't. But usually it does. I mean, like anything else, you know, it's it's a phenomena, if you will. You know, the radio waves and whether or not you have decent cell service or not. and Or are you in Wi-Fi? And if so, I mean, my T-Mobile Samsung Galaxy phone uh, is set for Wi-Fi calling. So that if you call me and I'm in Wi-Fi, it'll go via Wi-Fi. Well, that doesn't always work either. It drops the calls, and, and not, I haven't moved. Well, and, and my my iPhone on T-Mobile is set for Wi-Fi calling, and if I didn't have that, I'd never be able to use the phone at home because the T-Mobile cellular service at my house is so bad that uh, when my when my Comcast internet is out, which it regularly is, I also have no cell phone service because I rely on that Wi-Fi to route my cell phone calls and data. Wow, that's terrible. Yeah. Why doesn't Comcast do a better job in your area? Why doesn't T-Mobile <laughs> do a better job in my area? Yeah. <laughs> well, that was going to be my second question, but the first one is con people conning you, like yeah. Comcast, and you had no other choice. Yeah. Wow. What do you think? 800-899-INTO-ANYTIME, 24-7. Attention Medicare beneficiaries. Are you getting all the benefits you need? If you have Medicare, you may now be able to get new benefits. Benefits may include eyeglasses, wellness visits, gym membership, meal delivery, and hearing aids with low copay. You may even find plans with zero monthly plan premiums, zero copays on many services, and zero deductibles. Call 800-901-5093. That's 800-901-5093. 800-901-5093. Let's start off this last segment of today's three-hour broadcast of Into Tomorrow with this 
Into Tomorrow Tech Tip for you. That's actually a tech fact, more like a fact, not a tip. IBM created the first smartphone back in 1994 called the Simon Personal Communicator. It was a combination phone and touchscreen personal digital assistant with a battery that lasted only about an hour. So you couldn't get much done. (laughs) No, but it was a personal communicator, assistant, sort of, with a very short time of help. Much like the show, it was uh, unveiled at Comdex. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And Comdex, of course, imploded. Yeah. Anyway, welcome back Into Tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by HughesNet. Enjoy more of everything the Internet has to offer. Text RADIO to 35000. Again, text the word RADIO to 35000. Want to remind you while we have this opportunity that when you participate on the program, when we hear you on the air, which means calling in via any number of ways, three popular ways Chris will share with you momentarily, You win prizes, and we always have to get that legal nonsense out of the way. No promises, no guarantees. But do tell us when you call in, and we'll do our best to get a particular item to you. For example, we're about to share with you some items, so mention one or two or three of the items. If they're still available, we'll get them to you. Like from Dan Tech, we got Bob. He does your dishes. It's the ultra-compact dishwasher called Bob from Dantec. We've got from Elago, protective silicone cases for Apple TV and Apple TV Siri remote. From Sylvania, a bunch of their Smart Plus Wi-Fi light bulbs so you can control your lights with any mobile device. From Benji Lock, we've got a bunch of fingerprint padlocks. Your key is at the fingertips. Yeah, there you go. From Jabra, came back from CES with some of their Elite 7 Pro True Wireless Earbuds. And all you need to do is participate. Let us hear you on the show. Yeah, we read some occasional emails, but you really want to win the good stuff. It's radio. We want to hear you. And Chris is going to tell you how easy it is to be heard. You could, if you're old-fashioned, actually call us at 800-899-INTO. You don't have to be old-fashioned. Okay. That's 800-899-4686. You could stop by our website at intotomorrow.com and click that Ask Dave microphone. It's there over on the right lower, depending on uh, your browser. If you just look to the right, and yeah. you'll see the little red microphone that says Ask Dave. And you can do that on any device with a browser and a microphone. Yeah, so it'll allow you to record a question, a comment, and email it right to us, just like it will in our free Into Tomorrow app. There's a message to studio button. You just mash that button, ask your question, make your comment, and it'll send it to us. Don't mash it too hard. We don't want you to break your phone screen. But do snag our free app, won't you? We would very much appreciate it. Visit us at intotomorrow.com. Bringing you the latest in consumer electronics and technology, this has been Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline. To participate with Dave and his tech geniuses and win prizes anytime, 24-7, use our free Into Tomorrow app for your iPhone, Android, and netbooks. Available in your app store or call 1-800-899-INTO. That's 1-800-899-4686. Be sure to visit our website anytime to read our show notes and watch our ITTV videos at intotomorrow.com. And join us next week as we bring you further Into Tomorrow. Into Tomorrow.